The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is up, everybody? Top Rope Nation Extra hitting the airwaves September 20th. 2022 we are here today to have an interesting discussion on the wwe yes the wwe its current hierarchy of stars and drawing a roadmap well not literally drawing but uh we will speak uh the roadmap to you here through the internet uh where these folks will be going uh possibly between now and wrestlemania we always are thinking long-term booking here on Top Rope Nation. Now, here to help me with this exercise, uh, I needed somebody who willfully watches uh, WWE programming, as some would know, uh, or some refer to it, I should say, like our good buddy Tim Jensen, this slop uh, is one way some have called it. But I need someone who watches this stuff on a weekly basis, and I have found the person who do, does that. And he uh, is a longtime listener of the show and has contributed uh, in the past. He has been on the program before. You know him. He is your good friend and mine, Mr. Kyle Ryan. Kyle, how the hell are you doing? What's going on, Kyle? How are you tonight? I am doing great. And like I said, we are ready to break down the WWE roster, both men and women, in terms of tiers look at everybody or as many folks as we can and kind of come up with some ideas, brainstorm, if you will, on where these folks might be headed uh, between now and WrestleMania. But before we do that, Kyle, uh, there's a bit of breaking news to discuss in the World Wrestling Federation. Yes. And that was announced yesterday by Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, as the WWE will be building its Survivor Series pay-per-view around two War Games matches, one men's, one women's. There will be no blood, if we are to believe Mr. Helmsley's remarks. Uh, There will be storylines, though. I know everyone was going gaga over this. Uh, Interesting that he's like, yes, there will be storylines to get to this match, but he's already announced the stipulation ahead of time. That's kind of interesting. So you're basically just got to come up with a way to jam people into a match you've already announced. But your thoughts, Kyle, because uh, you're the one, uh, I believe, or were you, were you the one who posted it or no? I, I apologize if you weren't. You actually were not. But I know you have comments on it, uh, War Games and what that might mean for Survivor Series. So I am a big War Games fan. Uh, I've enjoyed the NXT paper. Uh, takeovers, the premium live events as they are now. Um, when he said there will be storylines is where I got concerned. Because now, <laughs> like you yourself said, we're calling a stipulation already, but how are we going to get there? Who do, who's going to fill these roles? We need two factions of men, two factions of women, and right now I think we have one of each. So we're going to throw together a couple of 
ragtag groups, Champions Plus, so to say. Mm-hmm. And that's who's going to be our war game. So I think on the... Well, let, let me hear your thoughts, and then we'll figure out who's going to be in this match. Okay, well, I think the obvious selection on the men's side would be, okay, you could do the bloodline. And that can include Sammy. It cannot include Sammy. Uh, It could include Roman. It could not include Roman. You know, Roman could be in a separate match outside of war games. But you would do that and you would do them against, you know, like you alluded to, a gaggle of baby faces that have had issues with the bloodline. I think it would be a way to jumpstart a Kevin Owens Roman Reigns feud for the future. And you mm-hmm. could certainly have an interesting dynamic with Kevin and Sammy being on opposing teams. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Kyle. This is one of the many reasons I've had you. Uh, I decided to have you on this program. The WWE version of War Games is just one fall to a finish, right? That's correct. Okay. So, not you, you do not have to eliminate the entire team. So, what's interesting is. If Roman, hypothetically, were in the match, you could beat the bloodline but not beat Roman. Correct. Okay. So I assume that is what you thought uh, for the men's side, that bloodline is on one side, and then we just gather some baby faces to oppose them, whether it's you know Drew, Owens, whomever. Uh, your thoughts? That's my thoughts exactly. And actually, I'm picturing Survivor Series to kickstart uh, not the Roman feud with Kevin Owens, but rather... That'll be the catalyst for the Sami Zayn leaves the bloodline storyline, which in my in a perfect world would lead to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens reuniting, fighting for the unified WWE tag team titles against the Usos at WrestleMania. That's in a perfect world that would require lots of long term booking, which let's be honest, they're not great in Connecticut at doing that, Kyle. No, no, they're not. But I'm actually fairly confident that that is the direction they're I going. I think that has out. to be the direction. Because baby faces, and this is the issue with Drew um, coming off that loss uh, over in the UK, the baby face needs to get some measure of revenge if he's not going to win the title. And that requires basically beating other people in the bloodline, I guess, or taking something from them. And I think the WWE fan base, not just the youth, like the rank and file, but even the people who are a little more vocal in their opposition to the booking, would be happy with the idea of Kevin and Sammy teaming up and defeating the Usos at WrestleMania for the Tag Team Championship. And what's interesting is we don't have that obstacle in our way, that obstacle being Vince McMahon that we used to have to deal with. You know, it'd be like, oh, everyone wants this, but is he going to want to? I think Triple H, that's something he would go for. And it, it, like I said, it's a direction I believe they are going to. Now, you said you liked the NXT versions of War Games. I did. I was a fan of the, I was a fan of the matches. I was a fan of the teams. Wasn't always a fan of the execution. Okay, yeah, because there was a lot of Tower of Doom spots. Right. A lot of, okay, everybody's in. Let's have the two sides stop and stare at each other and do the West Side Story. Yep. And, you know, the matches were too long, I thought, uh, especially compared to War Games when it was in its heyday. War Games was a match that would generally end 
pretty quickly after the last guy would get in. And, you know, it's a match that it's basically just a series of hot tags is all it is. Right. I mean, like heels get the advantage, baby faces, uh, you know, even up the odds crowd goes, well, wasn't there a, a match and I think it was like a women's war games match. It might've been like the last one they did where the baby faces actually had the advantage. Yes. The baby faces did have the advantage. I want to say it was the last one. Okay. Uh, that, that was probably my least favorite. Yeah, I remember that, that. Yeah. It's a case of outthinking yourself. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's like, Oh, the heels always win. So we have to change it up. And I know it is kind of silly if the heels get the advantage, but just psychologically, that's the way it has to be. The match right. really doesn't work. Uh, if the heels don't have the edge. So, okay, Survivor Series was built around originally elimination matches. And just to tease our listeners here, uh, the patrons, in November, I'm going to be looking at, you know, not just the history of elimination matches, but the best ones. But, to the chagrin of longtime fans like myself, those elimination matches really went by the wayside. I think WWE viewed them as, you know, matches that, you know, eh, we can't really sell these. But it was always a self-fulfilling prophecy, in my view, because I don't think they tried very hard with them. I think they always, going back to really the second Survivor Series in 88, put the least possible amount of effort in elimination matches. And I can talk about that in a little bit, but do you think that build, do you think this is going to be here to stay war games every year, first of all? And do you think that this is a logical way to kind of honor the tradition of survivor series, but move forward? I think right now it's, it's an act of convenience right now. You know, we have, we're not getting the traditional, and I'm about to say traditional, I mean the recently traditional uh, brand versus brand. We only meet once a year at Survivor Series, <laughs> except when we have the wild card rule, or except when there's an invasion, or except the other dozen and a half times a year our brands cross over with each other. So with the unified titles, they needed something different. Uh, so they can't do the brand versus brand theme this year. So I like the change. I like, yes. that they, yes. I like that they went with War Games, because if NXT isn't going to do it, um, you know, I, I still would like to see it, because I don't think it fixed. It doesn't fit the NXT 2.0 model. I don't know what the new NXT model is going to be, now that the black and gold brand is kind of back. They did do one, though. Yes, because melts are, like, way overrated, I remember. Did they, they did a, like, NXT 2.0 versus NXT Originals, did they yes. not? It like, was, last fall? And... I think it was so bad they were not going to do NXT again. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember my eyes popping out of their head when I saw Meltzer's rating. I think even like four and three quarter stars. Yeah, it was not worth four and three quarter stars. Okay. 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 I'm glad glad we're in agreement there. But uh, to bring the focus back to Survivor Series, a logical extension, and do we think it's here to stay? A logical extension, yes. Do I think it's here to stay? I think that's up in the air. They're going to have to see how this one goes because, you know, again, the the same fan base that is watching Survivor Series is not the fan base that's been watching NXT war games the past few years. Um, so now that we're bringing in the more 
the more casuals, the more, you know, uh, SmackDown exclusive fans, I think we're going to have to see how people enjoy it. And I think what we've seen so far is that if something's not working, Paul's pulling the plug. You know, that's interesting that you bring that up. And I hadn't thought of that. that you're right. There's probably a lot of people that watch, you know, WWE, not, and that's not NXT, just the main roster, and haven't seen one of these things in a long time, if ever. I mean, to have seen one, you would have to be a fan of, of WCW, like I was back in the day. And, you know, in, for much of the 90s, they actually weren't that good. Right. The, the um, you know, the three best ones by far all occurred in 1992 or before. Uh, now, I, I have not been as high on the NXT ones for you know, just reasons of the execution that we talked about. I think I get you just don't want to be slavish to the past, but the matches just aren't violent enough. And I know WWE is not going to do it. It's a match that does, I think, require blood. I did like the blood and guts matches better than any of the NXT war games. It's not just, I mean, it's not just like, Oh, wow. Everyone gig themselves. It's automatically better. I just think it's a match that, conveys a sense of violence that's tough to do without blood. And, and the matches weren't particularly violent anyway uh, in NXT. It was more just guys and girls jumping off the top of the cage and multi-person spots. And I don't, you know, as someone who grew up through the original war games, that's it's tough for me to kind of reconcile what it was and what it's become. I think, you know, knowing this promotion, they love to just keep rolling with an idea, unless if it is a complete disaster, I would be shocked if it is not a permanent fixture of Survivor Series moving forward. Because that's what they like to do. They just like to, you know, have the same pay-per-views in the same months every year with kind of the same concepts and, you know, it's an easy thing for them to fall back on. All right, well, who's going to be in war games this year will be the new thing instead of, all right, well, what five schmucks from Raw are we going to pluck versus what five schmucks from SmackDown are we going to pluck? So, um, yeah, I think it's here to stay. And it's interesting. This is another example, Kyle, of Triple H just sort of getting those uh, – what's the term I'm looking for? I don't know, just sort of lobbing a softball. To his fan base, right? This is like right. one of those things where it's like, Vince wouldn't have done this, but I'm giving you war games. And I guess in that regard, it's smart from Paul, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. That's war games. We'll find out who's on these teams. Oh, we didn't even really talk about the women's uh, one. I assume the faction you were talking about was uh, uh, Damage Control, uh, uh, the Bailey's group. And... Right, I assume. Yes. yes. Okay. So Bailey's got three. They need two more, which they'll get from. I don't know. I guess they'll see what Ronda's schedule looks like, and another SmackDown heel who can just fit anywhere at this point. They'll just throw one in. It doesn't even have to make sense. <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find that out. But it'll be interesting, I guess, if you know the champions are on. Opposing sides will talk about who may be the women's champions uh, come Survivor Series here in a moment. But what do you think? Because I, I threw this out there, and I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't really give a damn. I've never run for the Dirty Diaper Club. I don't like seeing the same gimmick match twice 
on the same show. I know there's this sense of fairness. You have, if you do it for the men, you have to do it for the women. But it's just the WWE is not creative enough to do the matches differently. It seems. No, we see we end up seeing a lot of the same spots in both matches. You know, you get the, you know, we're gonna this will break and someone's gonna go off the top of the cage. Somebody's gonna jump on somebody else. Which, again, when you're in a cage like that, there are only so many spots you can do, but you you can mix it up a little bit more than they've done in the past. Yeah, and then that just goes for Elimination Chamber, for Money in the Bank. Exactly. For the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, I, I just, I hate seeing the same match twice on the same show when they don't have different ideas for them. Okay. The original part, so that, that's War Games. The original idea I had for Top Rope Nation Extra today and what we're going to spend the bulk of our time talking about is a look at the WWE roster in tiers and what the game plan might be for these folks between now and WrestleMania. I'm going to ask you a question first. This was not in the notes. I apologize. Uh, It should have been in the notes, but I left it out. It just came to me. Do we think we're going to see a draft sometime in the fall, or do you think Paul is going to shelve that? I think, unfortunately, we're going to see a draft. I think it's gonna it's gonna happen, um, and we're just gonna have to suck it up again. And I don't that none of it's gonna make sense. They're gonna make. I mean, look at you know first round. What was he first second round pick from uh, last year's draft? Uh, Gable Stevenson. Oh, that's right. He was a very early pick, and. He's not even reported to NXT. They say he's so terrible in his training and progression that they are just letting that ship sail, I think. Yeah. Okay. The problem with the draft and why I side was is, first of all, I don't think Vince McMahon knows what the fuck a draft really is. Okay, but so thankfully we don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure maybe he's seen it at one time and has some cursory understanding, but a draft is, you know, bringing new people into the fold. And with NXT, that would kind of make sense to do at certain points rather than just have them randomly called up and assigned. But the problem with the WWE roster is so many of these people have been around for so freaking long. And the idea of them moving from one brand to another that they've probably already been on just doesn't do it for me, pal. Um, I, I get, you know, they sort of rebranded it for a while as the superstar shakeup that actually was more truthful than calling it a draft. But God, I, I just don't. When you look at a draft, the key people, if, if they want to feud with Roman, it doesn't matter what show they're on because Roman can vacillate between the two shows. Is there anything interesting in terms of? roster shuffling that could happen in a draft like Uh, give me give me a a name that could switch rick all that 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 would make the program more interesting or the the promotion more interesting i mean right now there's none let's look at the let's say you know anyone could face roman that makes one that sense on that end even the tag division is convoluted now you've got everyone going both monday and friday nights everyone's working yeah double shifts I know we had a uh, you know the fatal four way on Monday night, which was broken up, and then the fatal four way on Friday night was also broken up. 
but we had the same guys in both matches. So where, <laughs> yeah. where is the brand split? Yeah, I mean, it, and the thing is, and we'll get to it here in a moment, the best thing the WWE did in 2022 was unify the titles and put them on Roman Reigns. It, just, it totally exposed how shitty it was having two world champions. When you have two world champions, you don't have any, just like quarterbacks yep. in the NFL. So I, I don't know, man. I, 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 To me, the perfect time to do the draft is right after WrestleMania when you're kind of resetting all your storylines anyway. Yes, absolutely. To do well, it, to, even, go ahead. WrestleMania has become not a, a reset anymore, so they screwed that up with Backlash. A good point. You're right. And that sometimes we, well, you know, one thing that's interesting is you kind of know ahead of time it's going to be a blow off. You're like, all right, you know, these guys are going to be on different brands after this show. So this is a true blow off. It, it kind of works there. But at least, you know, you mentioned not doing Raw versus SmackDown in these war games. Hunter went on the record in that. I always thought holding the draft right before they did the Raw versus SmackDown gimmick was so bad. Absolutely. 100%. Because it, you had people that just started on Raw representing Raw. So they weren't really Raw guys and vice versa with SmackDown. So it has not been confirmed. Originally, there was a draft date on the schedule. It was October. I can't remember the exact date, but I know it was October. And I think there's been some pushback on that, whether or not it's still taking place. Correct? That was the latest? I believe that's what I heard as well. Okay. All right. Well, I don't think when I examine these guys, because I actually thought about this, and I was like, all right, how would a draft affect these people? And I really don't know if it does for what we're looking for speaking in a big-picture, long-term sense. So let's start with Tier 1 on the men's side. And all by himself in Tier 1, as you know, Kyle Ryan, uh, on an island to himself, the island of relevancy, perhaps, is the big dog of the World Wrestling Federation, Mr. Roman Reigns, the unified world champion. I am presuming he is working Rocket Mania, that that is a done deal. Do you feel the same way? I definitely feel the same way. Okay. I think we will see the Brahma Bull back in the ring at WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, I think people underestimate just what a big deal that is, and that's crazy to say. But if there is one match this promotion could do that could possibly hook casual viewers, it is that. And when you've got it on a platform like Peacock where they don't have to pay for pay-per-view, I think that's really big. And I think people who are questioning this being the main event of WrestleMania are really out to lunch, quite frankly. Uh, it is the white whale. It is the match they have chased for years. It absolutely, if they can do it, should be the headliner of WrestleMania next year. Correct? 100%. I completely agree. Okay. What's the roadmap for Roman to get to WrestleMania? Obviously, he's going to win every match he's in. <laughs> he's not getting pinned between now and Mania. I think that would be silly. Uh, we know Logan Paul is getting the shot in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. Now, this was a post you made uh, in our Facebook group. Yes. What, after, after seeing the press conference and whatnot, and uh, you know they, they hyped it a little bit on SmackDown, not a little bit, a lot of it, 
on SmackDown last week. What do you think about the match now versus when you first heard it? I feel about the same. Um, I personally am not a Logan Paul guy. Uh, I'm even less of a fan of his brother. But the <laughs> Pauls in general, they are big names. I will give them that. They bring a lot of eyes to everything they do. So to have him in a headlining match on a premium live event in a city where they're trying to really push very hard to get hold of. And I'm trying to choose my words carefully there. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it is a business decision. It is a good business move. It is good for business. And I think Roman's going to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, and that's the thing with me. People who are upset about this, like, oh, like, what did Logan Paul do to deserve uh, a world like like, this is some fucking meritocracy? Okay, it's not. All right. (laughs) And what did we just say? Who's the guy who's getting the main event at WrestleMania? It's Rock, okay, who is, you know, can just walk in the door and he made event. Some people, look, this is what people need to understand, and it's odd. If Roman's going to win in Saudi Arabia, which he he is, we all agree he is, it makes no sense to build up your favorite for one month just to lose. Have him beat somebody who you don't need to build up, has a name, and you don't care if he loses. Like, no one's going to be sad when Logan Paul loses this match. At all. Not one person. So I think it's kind of a means to an end. Survivor Series is the interesting thing now for me, Kyle, because Roman could be in a War Games match. He might not. I had penciled in, in my booking, that it was going to, before the War Games announcement, it was going to be Roman and Seth at Survivor. Because they're clearly building Seth for a future shot. He's mentioned it several times. I presume he is going to beat Matt Riddle at Extreme Rules. And then... I don't know. To me, he gets the next shot after Logan Paul. Hmm. Your thoughts on that? I don't hate it. I think it definitely makes sense. Um, I'm interested to see how Seth freaking Rollins fares in the fight pit. Um, didn't Riddle lose in the fight pit? Did he lose to Timothy Thatcher or did Timothy Thatcher beat him? I think he did lose. Wasn't that Riddle's he, send-off? It was Riddle's It was a match made for Riddle. It was his decision. It was all built up around the UFC fighter, and that's how they sent him at NXT. That was odd. Yes. That, those, those kind of decisions never make sense to me. No. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how the fight pick goes. Um, I could see Rollins in the title picture. But, again, and this is something I mentioned in that same post we referenced, I don't love how they do heel versus heel feuds. They're not good at them, WWE. Um, And Seth is, he has more heel heat than anybody else in the promotion right now. Well. He he definitely, I mean, he's borderline turn the TV off heat at this point. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's good heel heat. Although, it's odd though, when you watch the television, you got the fans like singing along his song. It's like, I actually saw people on Twitter complaining about Raw last night that he shouldn't be acknowledging the fans singing along with his song as a heel. I I don't disagree with that unless he's, I, I honestly, I don't even know what his character is anymore. Yeah. Like we've gone from, you know, the fashion icon to just 
the annoying guy on TV every week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And well, you made an interesting point about heel versus heel. And I'm going to go back to something I've said on the program before. In the world of WWE, it's not about necessarily getting the babyface heel dynamic correct anymore. It is about putting two stars in the main event match and people can react however they want. That's how they see it. I think it's going to be the way with Roman and Logan. I mean, first of all, they don't have to worry about the crowd reaction because it's going to be in a country you know, where the people freaking do what they're told anyway. But, I mean, if you watch SmackDown, my God, to the mainstream, normal WWE audience, Roman Reigns is a babyface against Logan Paul. Yeah. And if that match occurred in the United States, he would get cheered throughout. They don't have to worry about that because it's in Saudi Arabia, but I don't think they would worry about it anyway, to be frank. And I think the same thing is going to be true with Rollins because they worked at – God, I just had this conversation with somebody and I forgot again. Did they work against each other at the Rumble? Yes, it was the Rumble because yes. what, what, uh, Rollins dressed up in the, in the Shield attire. Uh, you know, So they did it once before, and I think they'll just do it again. Uh, and again, again, Rollins is a guy I don't give a shit if he loses to Roman Reigns. You know, that he's enough of a big name that the WWE audience will gobble it up. But when he loses, who gives a damn? Kevin Owens is getting in the picture down between now and WrestleMania. Maybe he's at day one. I don't know. Maybe it's at the Rumble. But you got to think Kevin Owens will be getting a premium live event title shot down the line as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's okay. just a matter of is that before or after the honorary oose? is kicked off the island. Yeah, and, you know, it's so funny hearing Triple H's comments on blood because the day before that, I was thinking to myself about when Sammy gets kicked out of the bloodline, and I was like, man, if I was in the creative room, I would, like, offer to pay back part of my salary just for the opportunity for there to be blood in the segment where they turn... where on Zayn and just beat him half to death. Just beat the hell out of him. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's got to be on, you know, a premium live event because Fox certainly is not going to go for that on network television. But I don't know, man. I just I just love the idea of, like, Zayn still thinks Roman's behind him or something. They all just turn on and just beat the absolute piss out of this man. I'm just, like, picturing them beating him to a bloody pulp. And like, <laughs> God, that's going to be so good. And they're not going to do that at all. But, uh, Okay, so Owens is getting a shot. Zayn will turn babyface, eventually be with him. Let's move closer to WrestleMania. Do you think Roman and The Rock should be for the Undisputed title? Will it be for the Undisputed title? Yes, I think it. I think it's going to be. Um, should it be? Do we think Rock is going to come for another run? I don't know. No, I think no. he's got way too many projects going on to dedicate himself to a full-length title run. So does that take away a bit from the match? Maybe. Because now the title's on the line. You know The Rock's not stepping away from his movie career, his energy drink career, his possible political career to have another run with the belt. Um, I'd much rather it be not for the title, but I think they're going to put the title in the picture. Okay. So if that match is for the undisputed title, here comes the $20 million question. How do you deal with the Royal Rumble stipulation? Which, of course, since 1993 has said 
The winner of the Rumble match challenges the champion at Mania. And this is the first year since 2016 where we only have one champion. It's been a while since we've done this. And in 2016, it was actually for a vacant title when they bastardized 92 and upset me tremendously. Mm. So what's the workaround for the Royal Rumble stipulation? Because, okay, The Rock could win it. I guess, but if you announce ahead of time, the rock is in the rumble, you just know he's going to win probably. And he's just going to come out late. And that's kind of been done to death. Um, He could be a surprise and win it. But I think if you want the rock to win the rumble, that's something you're going to advertise, not do a surprise. So what do you think? I, I, I've got an idea, and I'm going to introduce an idea that was proposed by Todd Martin on his show, The Fix, over at PW Torch. Shout out to uh, our good friends over there, Zach and Frank. But what do you think a workaround the Rumble uh, stipulation could be? It's tough. <clears throat> so with one title, we and the rock in the picture, you know, that title comes out. What do, what do we do with the Rumble? Do we have you know Rock and Roman on night one? And face the winner on night two. I know that's an idea tossed around. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have it for a different title? You know, let's say the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a shot at the United States Championship. Does that take- <laughs> that's going to be a tough sell. That's a very tough sell. Exactly. You know what? What do we make the prize for the Royal Rumble if we already know the end game is The Rock? And I think this is where. Triple H better get his thinking cap on because this is very tough to figure out. It, it Okay, it is. So you kind of teased it there, and let me bring it up. Um, I did as well. Todd Martin over Processing Torch on his show The Fix with Wade Keller. He proposed that they could do Rock versus Roman on night one, and the winner would defend against presumably Cody on night two, or whomever the Rumble winner would be. Now, the pros of this argument are, okay, the whole notion of, you you could still do Roman and Rock as a title match, okay, but the whole idea of, well, you know Rock's not leaving Mania as the champ, you're protected from that because there's the, the, the second match. Now, I think Todd did say The Rock would also win or lose against Roman, need to wrestle on night two. I think asking Rock to wrestle twice is a lot. Yeah. Um, remember, he got hurt at WrestleMania 29 against Cena, and the directors in Hollywood got really pissed off about that. But at the end of the day, while some people might think that sounds nice, I don't think that's going to happen what Todd Barton proposed because it would be very un-WWE like to undercut the big selling point for WrestleMania which would be Rock and Roman if that's oh my I mean that is the biggest match they got and if they you go in and say all right it's the biggest match we got and oh by the way whoever wins is gonna wrestle another guy the next night that just to me sounds very you know, against the ethos of Titan sports. Absolutely. And not for nothing. Uh, if The Rock is coming back for a match versus Roman, what we've been waiting for for how many years now, you think that's not going to be the main event of the weekend? 
And, and that's a great point. Because uh, let's be real, it is it is a two night event. Mm-hmm. But the main event is Sunday night. It's not Saturday night. The main but, event is the last event on Sunday night. Agreed. And you know, uh, the uh, I had heard the Todd Martin proposal independently on Twitter. It was later confirmed to me. Uh, via the repack report, that is, of course, my version of the Finkel report. No one listens to more pro wrestling podcasts than our good friend Chad Repack, who uh, summarizes them and puts them all on my desk every week. <laughs> but uh, he had said, and Chad, this is, and this is a good point, that you know everyone online thinks this Cody things is the bee's knees and the end game. But man, if it's rocking, well, I mean, it's going to be this way anyway. But the Rock and Roman match is the big seller, regardless. I think it's right. going to be really interesting to monitor ticket sales for the two nights. Because whatever the main event is of the other night, just I don't think you compare to Rock and Roman. Now, if yeah. you if it's a winner against the Rumble winner, I don't know, maybe. But again, I think that's very un-WWE-like to undercut its major attraction. This is my idea for the workaround of the Royal Rumble, okay? Hear me out, Kyle. I would have Roman Reigns win the Rumble as okay. a surprise. He would come out. He would be unannounced. Chicanery. People are not going to like this in the building, I'm sure, when this happens. I'm sure uh, multiple people listening just groaned. Tim Jensen, I'm sure, threw up. But Reigns comes out, wins the Rumble, and kills the stipulation. So... Okay, there is no Rumble winner to challenge him. He's cutting a big promo, acknowledge me, yada, 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 I'm the best, no one can stop me, there's no one. And then Rock comes out to end the pay-per-view. I think, surprise. I think that's our best case scenario. I think that's the best option we have. To, to honor... Now, here's just a thought, another one. I would love for them to do the Rumble with, and actually just have it be for something that's not the main event at WrestleMania. I know there's a lot of people in that WWE fan base who are just used to the same damn thing every year, and maybe they'll be disappointed or they won't like that. But to me, when they had two world titles, it was still okay to keep doing it because there was some like all right well which champions i hated when it was like well which champion do you want to choose i just thought you know there being two options to challenge i think it just opened up the pool of winners a little bit more in the rumble i think it's kind of outdated to have that every year if you've got one champion i think that would have died a death um eventually the stipulation of challenging the champion every single year had they not gone to the two-champion format uh, for most of the 2000s? What do, what do you think about that? Like, is it sort of like, hey, man, let's come up with some more creative ideas than just Rumble winner versus champion? No, I agree. Um, it definitely would have died if there was only one champion still. Uh, we are in luck, though, because um, the reigning, defending, greatest Royal Rumble champion Trophy holder Braun Strowman is back in the promotion. He can defend his trophy finally. That he yeah. broke over somebody at the end of that Royal Rumble, I believe. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, who could forget that event? Yes, Braun Strowman is back, fell down on his first choo-choo train attempt. Hey, we've all been there, Braun. But let's go to tier two. All right, I think we're all, you and I are in agreement. It's going to be Rock and Roman. It just remains to be seen if that if they do it for the title. We both think they will, and what the workaround is for Rumble. But tier two, this is an interesting tier of guys. Uh, th- these guys are almost always protected, almost always factored. You know they're going to be in a key position at come WrestleMania time. These folks are Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes, Bob Lashley, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Edge, and maybe you could put Strowman in this group, although he's doing what we'll see how he's positioned. Um, you can take this any way you want, Kyle. You could pick anyone and come up with ideas. Out of this group, Cody is the only one I would describe as fresh. I know a lot of people want him to be the guy to unseat Roman, you know, winning the Rumble mm-hmm. and then challenging with Mania. One thing people need to keep in mind with Cody Roman is let's say he does beat Roman eventually down the line. Who is Cody going to be working with as champion? Like, what great matches do they have on top once that sought-after title change takes place? Name me one marquee matchup they've got lined up for Cody uh, if if Cody was to beat Roman Reigns. Give me one. I do have one. Um, I think the story is there. The, you know... They were named the the next big thing. They were next in line. They were going to be the guy. They weren't. They had to leave the company for a little while. They made their way back. They're back at the top of the card. I think Cody and Drew McIntyre would have a program right there. Interesting. To uh, would Drew turn heel for that? Absolutely. I think Drew. I think Drew's babyface run has been great. Uh, it beat his first heel run by a mile. Uh, I think we need, I think we need Drew's gloves to come off a little bit. By the way, I, think, I, I just I, want to salute you. I absolutely, because you've got the uh, notes open here with me in the mm-hmm. file. I absolutely love how you moved the cursor to the guy you were picking. <laughs> I, it, the, the drama was building as I saw the cursor shuffling. And then when it's some on Drew McIntyre, I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what he's, yep. what case he's going to make here. <laughs> okay. So, but do you agree again, let's think big picture sure. that, Cody as champion, while so many people want this, man, I, I just think that WWE, in their line of thinking, they're going to be like, well, what do we have once that happens? Like, how is many Cody, matches do we have? Is Cody WWE world champion material in the year of our Lord 2023 is the question. I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think people I, think it's a slam dunk thing. I'm not convinced. I think that Roman Reigns, they know they need him and they want him on top as long as possible. And yeah. I said this on the show before. I think, okay, if you want to keep the year of our Lord 2023 interesting, have Roman and Cody feud after WrestleMania, hmm. which is always the deadest part of the calendar year right after WrestleMania. Usually, where there's nothing interesting going on, you've got weak challengers. I, I think that's the way to go. But l- look at tier two here. You see the names, Kyle. Uh, yep. Give me something interesting for this group uh, for WrestleMania, or in the, in the short term, even. 
before we get to WrestleMania. Hmm. I think I think Bobby Lashley is doing excellent with the United States Championship right now. Agreed. Uh, That's a great spot for him. I think he's he's having a much better run now. I think than he did with the WWE Championship. I'll put that out there. I think he was a placeholder for that title. In, in the sense, again, we're talking hierarchy. In the sense that, like Lashley is is no lower than the third most protected guy. Mm-hmm. In well, that may if you put Cody in, no lower than the fourth most protected guy in the roster. Like mm-hmm. only uh, obviously Roman's number one, and then Lesnar and Cody. You could make the case are more protected than Bob Lashley, but you know. Having a guy who's that well protected, that dominant, been a former world champion, he does make that a he's a very strong secondary champion, one of the strongest secondary champions they've had. Absolutely. Um, who do we pair him with? Well, <laughs> Brock Lesnar has come back and done three jobs to Roman Reigns. Okay. I am thinking he, in the back of his mind, is like, when am I getting my win back over Lashley or Drew McIntyre? I, I, I think that one of those two are going to be a future Lesnar opponent. Uh, do we think Lesnar's working Saudi? They, he always, you know, he, he's not going to turn down that money. He, I think he, he always works those shows, doesn't he? He always takes that check, absolutely. Okay, so... is <clears throat> If he's going to work somebody, it's going to be somebody... In this group, the the only thing is, if it's him and Lashley, I don't see Brock being the U.S. champion at all. Yeah, that that was my that was going to be my rebuttal is that Brock Lesnar is not coming back. They're not paying Brock Lesnar U.S. champion money. He's not coming back for U.S. champion money. If he's not in the main event for the main title, we are not seeing Brock. I don't know. Can you see him just getting a win over somebody because he's lost? You know, not just the three times to Reigns, but he did put over Lashley at the Royal Rumble. I know it was a screw job finish, but to me, Brock Lesnar is, and his contract, I think it expires before Mania, by the way. If I remember correct, it was like, it went through February. Mm. Someone said that, that, what an interesting bargaining ship that would be. Yeah. Uh, for him. But I think Lesnar is going to work. Didn't. Wasn't it reported maybe online, Lesnar and Lashley, they were they were thinking about doing that? Let me just Google. This is real. Um, Brock Lesnar to return and return. Oh. Oh my God! Never mind. Oh. Never mind. Oh, the no. person who is the, well, hold on. Let's make sure that it's, because somebody else reported. Let's not make sure. It could, I cannot believe that somebody actually quoted that zero news as a source. I mean, has, has it come to, have you followed that, or do you see that guy on Twitter at all? Which one is that? It's zero news, I guess, or it's X-E-R-O news. Oh, have you seen oh. it? This is one of the lowest of the low Twitter accounts. I've named off the lists of people who need to be bullied off social media. I know that people don't want to hear that kind of language in the year 2022, but this guy, oh my God, sports Kita, shame on you 
for actually saying zero news has reported their, reported their plans for Lesnar to face Lashley. Uh, I am embarrassed that I even broached that idea uh, off a rumor that I saw based on that clown. One of the biggest tools in the history of Twitter and think about the ground that covers. So watch if the match still happened and I think on my face, but um, back to tier two. Kyle, come up with something here. We talked about Rollins is probably getting a world title match sometime soon. He'll probably work with Cody again based on the way that they wrote Cody off television. Uh, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, uh, that, that's uh, maybe a feud. I was going to say, if we're, if we're going down the list, then a returning Randy Orton. How do we book a returning Randy Orton? Let's ask that question. Okay, well, the fascinating thing is, Who's the baby face in the feud with Riddle? Because Riddle's character is kind of one that he has to be the baby face, but WWE crowds aren't going to boo Randy Orton. No, especially coming back from a months-long injury. He's not getting boos. Yes, exactly. I mean, I think what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to have him come back for a little bit. RK Bro, you know, does their thing. Maybe they come up short. Uh, against the Usos in like a television match or on some premium live event. And, okay, after they lose, then Orton turns. Um, but uh, I don't know. That, that's a challenge, I think. Right. The other thing, too, is I don't think they're putting Riddle over. Do you think Orton is going to put Riddle over? Or I, more importantly, do you think, I mean, Orton probably doesn't give a fuck. But do you think WWE is going to have Riddle put Orton over? Or Orton put Riddle over, pardon me. Everything I've seen, both in the ring and read online, is Randy Orton's having the time of his life with this storyline with Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy just looks like he's enjoying himself. So if it comes down to it and they have, they do the split, I think I could see him putting him, putting Riddle over. Okay. Okay, maybe. maybe. Um, now, that, re- that requires some cooperation on Riddle's part. And, you know, if he could stop winding up in the headlines for the wrong reasons, that'll help. But, uh, yeah, I can see Randy putting him over. Yeah, and it's interesting, too. You mentioned how Riddle's, you know, uh, a huge knucklehead. Meltzer, I saw him, ah, was it in the last Observer? I think it was. He was talking about Riddle jobbing too much for a guy who did a really big rating opposite Roman on SmackDown over the summer. There were people who were like, oh, man, you know, I don't like that Riddle lost that match like he was going to beat Reigns or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, for a guy who was really gaining in popularity, you know, he's going to lose a third time now, I guess, to Rollins. And where does that leave him? Jesus, you would hope they would use Orton to build him back up because, I mean, Randy Orton, this God, the guy's been around 20 years. Right. I mean, I mean what do you have left to give him? He's always over, but use him the right way for crying out loud. Another guy who's been around for even longer than 20 years is Edge. Do we think WrestleMania will be his last match? Um, here's my thing with Edge. I've been excited for every match he's been announced for, and uh, I've fallen asleep for half of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I compared him to, like, uh, a lot of it was like like an '80s wrestler almost like like a junkyard dog. And people, what? And it was the sense that it's like 
God, I can't be bothered to be interested in this guy. But God, he's still over. Yeah. Like people, the WWE crowd loves Edge, even though I am so tired of him. I don't think he's a big ratings mover, quite frankly. And, you know, he's, it's been one step forward, two steps back, I feel, in every feud with him since his return. Yes. Uh, And don't get me wrong, I am one of those people that I go nuts when his theme song comes on and I see him run down that, that walkway. I'm excited to see him get in the ring. And then 30 minutes later in a match that I forget three quarters of and fall asleep in the middle of, he loses again. Has you seen anyone lately in the last, I'd say, seven years get the reaction he gets and lose as much in these big spots? Oh, goodness. In seven years? Um... He, the return, the injury again, the return again, the injury again, the return again. And yet he keeps getting in these feuds that he loses. Yeah, he does come out on the losing. I mean, the Rollins feud was the exception. He did win that feud. Yes. Um, he won the Hell in a Cell match that people really loved more than I did. Uh, but uh, Michael Jenkins and another I did. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, he came up short against Roman multiple times. You know, the WrestleMania thing didn't go well at all for him. They sort they wanted to turn him heel, then he didn't. And then there's this whole judgment. Do we? Do we? They don't like drag this all the way out. So, I mean, my God, it's no like said, September 20th. There's no way that they're still doing that. Come, so who do you think would um, be an ideal final opponent for us? Let's just play fantasy booking, and let's just say it's because his contract's going to expire. I right. think he signed a three-year deal, so and they're giving a lot of money. I wonder if he'd take it as an insult, you know, take it as an insult if they lowball them the next time. I don't think they should give him more money, but it ain't yeah. more money. So, um, who would be Edge's last opponent if you were booking? Ugh. Edge's last opponent, I think, uh, it's got to be Finn Balor, isn't it? They're going to drag this out until WrestleMania because who else is oh. going to So, like, put somebody over? I mean, did, does he put somebody over or does he go out a winner? He's not going out a winner. He hasn't gone out a winner in okay, yeah. how long? Well, Come on. Except, except it would be a testament, a testament except, to his last run to put him out on a loss. Yeah, it would be. Although, except, remember, in, when he got injured in 2011, he did go out a winner against uh, the execrable Alberto Del Rio oh, yes. at WrestleMania, which was odd because they knew that was going to be his last match. But, man. Okay, like, I'm looking at this Tier 2. I don't think anyone necessarily makes sense for Edge in this group. No. And, you know, Edge is, God bless him, I don't like him really, but... He's tried to do things the right way. He's trying really hard, I think, to be like, look, you, you can do things differently, and but within the WWE umbrella, and it can be good, and it's you know largely failed. But uh, I, I think he's going to put over somebody new. Who that person is, I, I mean, I guess it's Finn Balor. Right? Let's move to Tier 3, because I think Finn Balor actually is a part of this Tier 3, which is the Jake Roberts rule, but it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, as a reminder, folks, the Jake Roberts rule, which I came up with, states that it's very hard to remain relevant in the same promotion for six-plus years. Of course, the joke's on me because everybody in the WWE right now seems to have been around for six-plus years. Jake Roberts had a six-year run, was more over than 95% of the people in company history. And the guys we're going to talk about now 
they all fall under this rule. There's, like I said, there's a lot of people who fall under this rule, but these specific guys we talk about, they seem to be more protected slash over than the rest, but certainly not as much as tier two. And I'm talking Valor, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles. And although he's a much different kind of uh, performer, I think you could put the Miz in this group because they always find a spot or something to do with him. Always. On the big shows. Absolutely. The Miz is a surprising constant in the WWE creative room. Um, and I think it's because he's a company guy. Very few people love the WWE like the Miz loves the WWE. No. You know, let's give you a sitcom and put your family on TV. Okay, now do uh, a cheap wireless commercial. Make us eight Marine movies. He does it. He does. All right. Owens and Zane, we already talked about them. We know what their long-term destination is. They'll yes. reunite and wrestle the Usos. AJ Styles, there's been chatter, and you've been a part of it in the Facebook group, about the last few years of AJ and how it's kind of underwhelming. Are you know, AJ Styles' best years behind him? Oh, absolutely. First of all, the idea that he could ever match that first year he had in the company when he was tearing down the house against Bobby yeah. Roman and John Cena is ludicrous. Yeah. That was an all-time great first year, and it was because he was working with like the two big stars of the company, not in these matches that are like, ooh, it's the work rate match. And it's like a three-star match that, you know, you to sleep half the time and isn't as good as people will tell you. I think AJ Styles, you know, we talked about Edge needed to put somebody new over on a big stage. I think that's what you do with this AJ Styles. Moving forward. I, I, Absolutely. Hon- honestly, I mean, we're going to talk about the, the some of the younger people who haven't been around for a while, but... AJ, I mean, I'm not even really interested in what he would do between now and WrestleMania. I mean, it looks like they've got something cooking between him and Balor, you know, because they love to, you know, do the wink, wink, nod, nod stuff yeah. at, uh, at, at Bullet Club. But um, yeah, I mean, long time. I mean, AJ Styles isn't a guy that I'd be looking specifically to put over at WrestleMania. I think for AJ, AJ is definitely in the role to put somebody over who doesn't have the level of exposure as the rest of the main roster does. Um, So for my pick, I need him to break off from their current storyline entanglements, and it'll be something revisited around WrestleMania. I'd like to see AJ Styles and Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. They've They've got that connection with The Miz right now, but we need to cut that cord. Um, And cool it off for a little bit and that's something i would do around maybe february march bring that back give them time to relight that fire and then have an excellent match at wrestlemania between the two of them Hmm. i think even with hunter in charge you're it's kind of hard for me to see tomas Ciampa getting a wrestlemania you think yes i could be wrong uh Guys that AJ could put over, and here's the thing: AJ's a guy they they just turn at will anyway. So that's you know, true. Just, just to say, just to say, oh, well, let's look at the available heels. I think would be, you know, I, I think you're you're maybe shortchanging, we shortchanging ourselves. But guys, AJ could put over. People will hate this idea. If they're serious about Austin Theory, I don't actually even care if AJ Styles lost Austin. 
at WrestleMania. I really don't. If they want to make Austin Theory a big deal, have him beat AJ Styles. I think Guther uh, would be another option if you wanted to make that something where AJ um, putting him up. That, that would certainly strengthen Guther as the IC champion, mm-hmm. guy in AJ's uh, uh, role. So those are guy, names that I thought that AJ could put over uh, between now and then. But, you know, I don't know. He's going to be involved with the Judgment Day, it seems, for a while. I don't know. Because him and Edge feuded, I don't. you can't. Put him like on a Survivor Series team with Edge, can you? Like, could you do like Edge, Ray, and AJ against Judgment Day? I don't know. Maybe include women too. Um, I guess it can't be an elimination match then. If like Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley were. Yeah, that one's tough. Yeah. Um. All right. So some some tier four here. Some semblance of a push. Haven't been killed by the booking yet. Uh, necessarily. Austin Theory, Matt Riddle, Guther, Sola Sokoa, brand new. Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, who they obviously have big plans for. And I didn't know, you might laugh at this, I put question marks next to his name in the notes, but do you think they're going to give Dominic a real push? No. I think we're getting Dominic versus Ray at WrestleMania. I think okay. that's the end game there. That could be Ray's final match, too, you think? When does yes. his contract run out, by the way? That's got to be soon. Okay. But um, um, real quick, we do have some breaking news about Tier 4. Okay. Uh, Solo Sokoa was just stripped of the North American title on NXT. Uh, Shawn Michaels declared he was not sanctioned to participate in last week's match and stripped him of the title. Well, if there's one person who knows about not doing the job in the ring for a title, it would be Shawn. So there (laughs) you go. Um, That's unfortunate, actually, because you and I I was going to make a point. I'm glad you cut me off uh, before we got to him. With this, local, I was going to say, I loved the two male singles champions in NXT. I yeah. thought they were the perfect guys. Even if, like, Sokoa is moonlighting on the main roster, I think it actually makes that title look more important. Oh, absolutely. So I don't um, know if I agree with that decision. I think, I mean, we are getting the ladder match, fatal five-way ladder match, at Halloween Havoc. I, you know what? I don't hate that the North American titles become defended uh, a ladder match tradition because those first two first three were that good that it hasn't worn me out yet yeah well that makes one of us i i i I would love for tony khan and triple h to get together and say a lot of reasons but but (laughs) let's just how about they agree on this wacky item no ladder matches next year. See who year. see see who blinks first. Just just see who's like I have to do it. I have to do it. But you know, like I would love to see like a contest of who can go the longest without doing the ladder match in the promotion. Um. Okay, so, uh, so let's get back to tier four here. So, uh, theory. Oh, by the way, you still got that briefcase. Oh yes, the briefcase and. He's not cashing it in as long as Reigns is the champion. You cannot take the title off a guy who's had the belt as long as Reigns with a cheap fucking cash in. I want to yeah. state that for the record. So, is is Theory going to be the one to cash it in? Well, what else would they do? Would he like lose it somehow in a match? Uh, I, we've seen it happen. 
Yeah, we have. It's usually an emergency booking decision, not something. I mean, because the world of WWE, if you don't cash it in, you're kind of branded a loser. I think the only guy who was able to get over that was Cena, because Cena's bulletproof. Um, but, like, I mean, is there anyone else who's sort of been able to recover from a non-cash-in? Um, and not look like a loser in the process? I mean... Otis didn't look too good with the briefcase, no, let alone no, without it. it. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I mean, the, the few guys who didn't do it, I'm always thinking like Sandow and yeah. Corbin. It's like it's guys that it's like, yeah, well, you know, they, they had buyer's remorse on even getting it. Uh, I remember Strowman didn't cash it in, and he kind of started going down. But um, I mean, that's a re- another. Re- I mean, Money in the Bank is July, so I mean, I guess Roman. Between WrestleMania and July, if Cody beat him, the briefcase is in play. How shitty would it be if Cody beat Roman if Hip Theory cashed the briefcase? Oh. They, they can't do that. That'd be terrible. They can't do that either. You I don't know. No way. You know what? You know what they should have done in retrospect with the briefcase? Riddle should have won it. And Orton could have cut like he could have got his match, and Orton, that's he could have cost him. And that how be the how the heel turn could have taken place. And then you wouldn't have had to worry about somebody cashing it in. You would have had a storyline to deny it. Johnny Gargano. Do do we think he could be a secondary champion? They ain't going to put him against Bob Lashley, I'll tell you that much. By the way, I loved how Lashley blocked uh, Rollins' stomp. I thought that was brilliant. He just just didn't go down. Like I know it looked kind of goofy and some people didn't like it. I actually liked it quite a bit. but I liked it a lot. Uh, Gargano, it feels like they're going to maybe have him wrestle lost in theory pretty soon. And that could be like a mid-card feud. But mm-hmm. what is Johnny Gargano's ceiling approach? Could you see him realistically becoming a secondary champion? I know he cited the Intercontinental Championship in a promo, I believe. I mean, right now he's not beating Gunther. Which, I'm very happy Imperium's back. I enjoyed Imperium. I'm glad that... Uh, they were reunited on the roster together mm-hmm. uh, after was it Vinci Vici's stint as a solo act in NXT. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Vici. Giovanni Vici, yes. Yeah, that's you, I think you were thinking of the Hives album, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was, that's how unimpressed I was with that whole character change. <laughs> I couldn't even get the name right. But seeing them together at, uh, at Clash the other day was a very welcome surprise. But I think Uther's an excellent IC champion right now. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. The way they've got these male champions set up, they're all kind of dominant. Um, You know, going back to Lashley, man, he's really gone through all the contenders on Raw. Yeah. I mean, they got nobody for, I I don't know what, you know, even Austin Theory he's gone through. I don't know who he can really work with. Um, Karrion Cross, they're going to do something big with him. I don't like it, but... I'm not the guy with the pencil in the WWE right now. Where does he wind up? Here's my question for you. Okay. Now that we, we got to carry and cross and I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, he's the white rabbit, right? He was the white rabbit in Lucha underground. He's got to be the SmackDown white rabbit. Are they just putting this out to give him more character depth? Wait, you, you don't think it's going to be Bray Wyatt? What they're talking about? Oh, 
I mean, that, that seems to be, I mean, I think people are going to be very disappointed at this point if Bray Wyatt doesn't come back. I mean, based, I mean, freaking Ryan Satin was like pleasuring himself on Twitter last night. It was really disgusting, to be honest with you, <laughs> uh, you know, over, over a possible Wyatt return. But I, I mean, I don't know, whatever they want to do, like, What's Karrion Cross's? I mean, is he going to work with one of those tier two guys you think at Mania that we talked about? Like, I think so. Okay. Can he be a second? Can he, again, if there's a draft or something, I mean, could you see like him and Bob Lashley? I was going to say him and Lashley. I could see him and Lashley more than I can see him and Gunther. Yeah, that would make no sense, him and Gunther. Yeah, yeah. at all. Um, Okay, so yeah, I agree. Cross is—he's getting pushed. I again, I think he's and Scarlet. I don't know. <laughs> Look, man, she doesn't make those stupid faces on our OnlyFans account. I don't know why she does it on WWE TV. <laughs> don't know why she makes those stupid fucking faces. All right, tier five. The rest of the roster to me is just interchangeable jobber to the stars material. Is there anyone? Uh, of those dregs that I have not mentioned that you think could possibly be in an important position between now and WrestleMania? I think the one name that I don't think we've mentioned that I would like to see tier four, he was teetering tier four and tier three for me. Okay. What are we doing with Sheamus? Yeah, you know, I thought about that. He's had, he's had big roles. Hmm. I mean, he's, he's done the work. He's putting the work in. He's getting these big, Roles, he's you know he's getting decent storylines. He's not getting the uh, the bar brawl with the the junkie storyline anymore. No, no, no. <sighs> Je- Jeff Hardy, the, my God. And, so, and how well did that one age? Yeah, <laughs> somebody actually, I was sent this. Fucking Chad sent this to me. The ten <laughs> best uh, cinematic matches of the year 2020, as oh. if there were ten good <laughs> cinematic matches. Ever. I didn't even know there were ten cinematic yeah, matches. Uh, <laughs> Um, and yeah, and I, it's funny. Uh, I brought that up because there was a picture of Seamus and Jeff Hardy. This feud that was, but you know, the only interesting thing Seamus could possibly do is win the intercontinental title and complete his, you know, belt collection. That's the only one he's missing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's literally the only interest. I mean, God, this guy's been around forever. I, I liked, I know some people probably rubbed the wrong way, but I liked, uh, uh, MJF, what he said to him on Twitter. I think that was perfect <laughs> for MJF's character. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, other than winning the Intercontinental title, I don't think there's anything interesting for Sheamus to do. And truth be told, I think he should have won the Intercontinental title over in the UK. I clash. And then just, and then just, yeah, clash, and then just dropped it back to Gunther. And then, I don't know, kind of gone back into obscurity. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I mean, Jesus, this guy's been around for, I about six years. Sheamus has been around for 13. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt, you think he's coming back? Oh, Bray Wyatt. I'd like Bray Wyatt to come back. I wouldn't like whatever godforsaken creature character he comes up with next to come back. So I'd said, I'd said on, on our Facebook group, which I think everyone listening is already a member of. And if you're not, you should join. Um, I had said that Braun Strowman's peak was. The end of Get These Hands, the start of the Strowman Express, before it overstayed its welcome. Bray Wyatt is very similar. Bray Wyatt's peak was Swamp Cult Leader Bray, and his downfall started with the House of Horrors match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. 
Yes. Yes. From there, it was just a steady decline. Then we got Eater of Worlds Bray. We got Deleters of Worlds Bray, which I didn't hate it, but it was not his best work. And he was just a side character in that one. And then we got The Fiend. And The Fiend had so much potential and was ruined with those red lights in Saudi Arabia at that Hell in a Cell match. Yes. No, that wasn't... Well, no, no, no. Um, was Hell in a Cell in Saudi Arabia that year? Or no, was that... no, 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 no. Trust me, my God. I oh. shudder to think. The, the Seth Rollins match? Yes, the no, Seth that, Rollins that, match. That was, that was in the States. That was in the States. That was... Like, okay. It was the, that, the, that would have caused an international incident, I think, if that match was in Saudi Arabia. The DQ finish in the Hell in a Cell match, which isn't supposed to have a DQ finish, that one? Yes. Well, it was the second year in a row they did a DQ finish. Yep. I'll remember. Right. Um, Okay, so if Wyatt comes back, he'll be back. What could you possibly do with Bray Wyatt? And why would you want that? I thought his 2020 was the worst year I've ever seen out of a main event caliber wrestler in my life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It was so, everyone he worked with was just dead after the feud. And it wasn't good. And you had those goofy cinematic matches. And the horrible Randy Orton. I mean, th- you mentioned how horrible the 2017 Randy Orton was. Uh, 2020, 2021 called, and I think, you know, took it up. And that was hideous before he left with the shit with Alexa Bliss. Ugh. Why would someone like that? How could that, someone be proud to be caught watching that on television? We've ruined two careers and two divisions in that in that feud. Yeah, you, because. She's never been the same. Since. She's never been the same. Even now, now that she's, you know, over it, it's she's still not over it. It's only it's still there. She has not been the same since um, the fact that she ever left the goddess gimmick is just a crime against humanity in itself. Um, so I, I don't know what he, I'm trying to come up with. Ray Wyatt. I don't know. It would be terrible. God, what if it was like Edge and Bray Wyatt? That would be like. Uh, some sick joke. If Edge didn't already do the brood entrance, I could see it. But we already got that. We already got brood Edge come back. I don't know. I think he's going to think like they're just like a couple creative geniuses just getting together on the green. Oh, my God. Please don't let that happen. Please, God, don't let Edge wrestle Bray Wyatt. Don't let them listen to this one evolve. Yes. All right. Uh, I had an idea. So I was... uh, my wife bought me this WrestleMania 2 t-shirt that I'm actually wearing right now. And on it, it talks about the Invitational Battle Royal that involved NFL players. Mm-hmm. I had an idea. They love getting these celebrities on, but I always hate how the celebrities like just make the existing wrestlers look like such goofs. What do you think about an idea for Mania? And there could be people who absolutely vomit on me. I'm waiting for the... Like, you know, someone like Liam O'Rourke to text me and say, what the fuck were you thinking saying that on a podcast? But what do you think about a celebrity-heavy invitational battle royal for me? Ditch the Andre idea and have it be, like, half WWE guys, half cele- – and the celebrities could cut promos on each other for weeks, send them in, TikTok, Instagram, all that bullshit. What do you think about that instead of just having, like, celebrities beating existing wrestlers? Um, I could see – it, I think it depends on which celebrities get in. Like the last celebrities to enter the Andre the Giant battle royale. Oh no, that was bad. Was, was terrible. 
Yeah, the SNL guys, right? What the SNL Michael guys, Jay bro. And Colin Jost, yeah. They did. They did the promos. They cut the promos for weeks. They're gonna do the battle royal. They're you know they're messing with Strowman, and that was just a waste. Yeah. Never, never mind. This is a horrible idea. You remember that? <laughs> like in my head, because I just like remember like I loved the NFL, WWF, like or just the NFL versus wrestling dynamic that that battle right. royal had in wrestling and. I was thinking to myself, it'd be so great, like, about, like, these just, like, jaded wrestlers. Like, oh, I got to share the ring with these celebrities in a battle royal. I've worked my whole career to be on, and I got to be in a battle royal with these celebrities, and the celebrities are just doing celebrity things. In my head, I think it could work. Mm -hmm. And you get a bunch of celebrities on the show, but this company and its execution, though, would be terrible. Uh, Tag teams, we're not going to spend a lot of time, because this division is the Usos, and who gives a fuck? Uh, I will throw this question to you. The future of the Street Profits, I think they lost again on Raw, didn't they? This past I didn't week? I think so. Yeah, so... The Street Profits they- have actually gotten worse since the uh, the rumored split. Yeah, they just I- keep getting... They both lost to Rollins on TV, and it just yep. now it kind of feels like a split doing it now wouldn't even feel like a big deal. No. Like I, I think, I think that window already closed. To be honest with you, yeah, it just feels that they're going to be like, uh, like they're they're sliding too far down the card again. And you know, if they split, where where do we even put them if they split? Well, uh, where do we put Montez Ford if they split? Because unfortunately, Angelo Dawkins. Oh yeah, he he's got. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a low level guy. You'll, you'll be in the twenty four seven title scrum. That's where you're. Yeah, gonna yeah, he's not going to win the. Uh, TV matches. I don't know yeah. what they do with Montez Ford. He'd be in tier four, I think, with guys, you know, young guys are pushing like right. guys. I don't know about his upward mobility though. Um, you know, and I talked about that. That was my concern with splitting him off right now. I don't know what the ceiling would be for Montez Ford in the motion as a singles right now. So what do you think about the idea if there was a draft that you break them up via the draft? I think I hated it the last time they did it. Um, the unceremonious split of the New Day just to give Big E his singles push. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I didn't, I wasn't a fan. I don't think I'd be a fan of this one either. Yeah, because that it's, Go it's ahead. not an organic feud split. It's just a, you know, corporate decided you need to split, and there's no reason behind it. You're just not together anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, wouldn't you be mad? Right. Yeah, like, you know, I remember, uh, you know. Longtime fans will remember the Dudleys. They just kind of split and they did something like really stupid. Like, right. They, like, looked at each other. Uh, that was in the original draft from 2002. All right, we got to get to the women, by the way. We don't want to shortchange yes. them. Um, tier one in the women, it is four women and four women only in this tier. Bianca, Charlotte, Becky, and Rhonda. I think there's a drop after that. Is there room for somebody else possibly? But do you think that that is tier one? Yes. No okay. questions asked. Given the success that unifying the men's world titles has been, should they do the same for the women? Yes. I've said that for, I think I was on the show two years ago. I said the women need to unify the titles. There's not enough, there's not enough women to have two divisions. Yeah, because all you have, and that's why a lot of times you can't build up challengers. I've said this before, why you get like the Natalia's challenging of the world, because 
when you constantly have to have two contenders, you can't really build anyone up except the person who's the contender of the month. So I absolutely think they need to unify these titles. What do you think I think the unification match should be? And they could even do it at WrestleMania if they and main event the other night. I mean, I'd, in a perfect world, it would be Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Wow. I would like I would much rather it be Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. Yes, there we go. Ding, ding. That ding, is my okay. pick. Yes, that is absolutely uh, the match I think it should be. And I'll give you two reasons. Um, one, I think Bianca beating Charlotte to become the unified women's champion would be like a really big deal. Huge. And two, I could not wait to log on to Twitter if Charlotte beat Bianca to become the unified <laughs> women's champion <laughs> to see the complete meltdown that would ensue. Uh, my God, I, the, the visceral reaction that would uh, uh, lead to would be incredible. I, I but, think Becky, do we think Becky and Ronda is a WrestleMania match that they're going to go back to that? Because Becky obviously is a baby face now before she got and Ronda's going to continue her full heel turn, probably at Extreme Rules. Yes, like although it, she's been getting they, positive reactions on television every week. They keep, they're not committing to this full turn because she's getting these positive reactions, but I think Extreme Rules, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Extreme Rules, Liv Morgan wins, and Ronda just beats the hell out of her after the bell rings. Really? Because I think Ronda just absolutely beats the dog shit out of her and takes the title. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's what I think. I don't think you could afford to beat Ronda Rousey again if you're this company. I, I think she did the fluky loss to live. She did the money in the bank. I, I cannot see them having Ronda Rousey lose, even by chicanery. I, I cannot see that at all. I think there's going to be some. It's extreme rules, so I'm sure there's going to be some nonsense. Is, yeah. <laughs> yes, and um, they, they are they are the extreme rules match. Not to yes, be confused yes. with a no dogs disqualification match yes, or a street fight or yes. <laughs> Liv did challenge her uh, in what a fucking hideous promo that was Ugh. backstage. By the way, on SmackDown, if people haven't seen that. I I would say I encourage you to watch it, but I uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe drink before you watch it. You <laughs> with set wrestling promos back at least uh, fifty years. But yeah, it lives like I challenge you to an Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules. That was. Quite the sight to behold. Oh, love that one. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know. To me, I put those four women in t- in alone with here because I think they'll be married to each other, uh, likely at WrestleMania, or at least in an ideal world. I would do Bianca and Charlotte unification match, and then Becky, Becky and Ron in a grudge match. That would not need the title. This I could see that. I I, actually, I would even go so far as to say, if The Rock and Roman are main main eventing night two. The women's unification would main event night one. Absolutely. By the way, I never did ask you this, and I, I feel terrible. This is just going way back. If Cody is not wrestling for the title at WrestleMania, who does Cody wrestle? Cody's not going for the title. I, I don't know. Brock could him be like if like he if that was Brock's last match or something. He signed. I mean, do you think they can get Brock to do a job? I can't believe I didn't bring this up earlier. That, that was Could they get Brock to do the job? That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Cody, I mean, Cody's got to beat somebody of substance to set him up then for, to challenge Roman. I don't know. Who right. That I don't think, like, beating Solo Sokoa is the play. Yeah. Even though, like, it would be, relate, you know, uh, uh, you know beating 
right hand guy's cousin or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I apologize for not asking people. They're listening twenty minutes ago. Like, hey, how about that follow up, pal? But uh, tier two in the women, I have Rhea, Bailey, and then a star next to Sasha when star uh, Sasha comes back. Um, anything? I mean, what do you do? I guess if you unify the titles. You have Becky and Ronda and a grudge. I mean, everyone else is kind of fighting for table scraps. What can you do here? Right. I mean, um, I guess there's the women's tag team championship still. Well, I would count those as table scraps at this point. Okay. <laughs> what, why did they have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah win those? Oh, because they wanted to waste Raquel Rodriguez for a couple of weeks? I guess. That was, I, I, that was a real head scratcher. There was so much wrong with that tournament in so little time. But they pulled it off. Just, I don't think, I think they just were under pressure at that point. Everyone was asking about the titles, and they said, let's just do something quick to get rid of them and put them on somebody, because there's no other explanation for how poorly that whole thing was executed. No, no. So, um, I mean, if Sasha and Naomi come back, I think, believe it or not, I think that would probably be the interesting women's tag team title match possibly would be yeah. Sasha Naomi against uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Io Sky. And like the, literally the only one. That's the only um, one that makes sense. Oh, you know, Asuka should be a tier two woman. Well, I, I didn't have her in that group, but man, I, I don't know. You know, I guess the, the one drawback of unifying the titles is, you know, what do you do with some of these? But how about doing feuds like you used to do? How about having coming up with storylines, I guess? Um, is there another women's match that you'd like to see out of the remaining women? Uh, no. Okay. I mean... <laughs> it's a pretty... It, it's funny because if you go to one title, all of a sudden you do have a pretty deep division. Right. Um, I think given the state of things, uh, Beth Phoenix coming out for a show with Rhea would be a great match. Yeah, but that's probably going to be sooner. But again, that's got to be sooner. They're not going to drag that out. Um, Raquel Rodriguez has a lot of potential Mm -hmm. that I'd like to see her get a decent match on the card. Maybe you put, maybe you put her with, I don't know, maybe a Natalia or somebody. Oh, dear or, God. Now, let's stop with this Natalia. <laughs> somebody, she, she got to beat somebody. she got to beat somebody. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be a TV match, for God's sake. She could beat her in 30 seconds. <laughs> Bart on her. <laughs> um, tier three in the women's division, as we kind of wind this thing down here, is just everyone else we haven't mentioned. And that includes the <laughs> current SmackDown women's champion, Liv Morgan. I know, Kyle, that we maybe we're not on the same page as... I just think that she's going to lose that title at some point, and she's just going to go right back where she was. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, please feel free to counter that if you, if you so choose. Liv Morgan grew up about 15 minutes away from me. I got to, I got to stand up for her. Okay. Stand, stand up for WWE, stand up for Liv. I got to represent the 201 okay. proudly. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we both think that a unification match would be a good idea. Absolutely. I think returning – so here's here's my question. Mm-hmm. To get to that unification match we proposed, yes. Charlotte's got to return and win the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
Yes. Is Charlotte versus Ronda a non-WrestleMania, non-Big Four pay-per-view event? Oh, you're saying because I said Ronda would beat. Because um, we said we said Charlotte would win, and you we have you have Ronda beating Liv. Is Charlotte yeah. going to come back for Ronda? Now, to me, that's that's a bigger. We need a bigger event than just I don't know, whatever the next one is. Well, I mean, I, mean not, I don't know. It's not going to be Crown Jewel, that's for sure. They, they, no, no, no. They, they, <laughs> I mean, they could do it at the Royal Rumble. I mean, we've still got a lot Royal of events Rumble? to go. There's day one. I mean, I, I think there's enough events where if you wanted to change that. You're right, though. If if Ronda does beat Liv and she's not in the unification match, then you're right. With um, Sultan Ronda. And then all of a sudden, again, Ronda's losing more. So, right. Maybe they're not going to unify the titles. I don't know. Maybe it's just going to be Bianca versus Charlotte for one title and Ronda versus Becky for the other. I'm excited for a Bianca-Charlotte match. I've actually been annoyed every time they get drafted to different brands because I'm so looking forward to them having a match. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be a big, it would be a huge win for Bianca. I mean, Absolutely. she's gotten the two big wins, um, you know, at the last two WrestleManias, but by God, I think I could also see them just having Charlotte beat her too. This is... They love Charlotte in WWE. How, how many titles is Charlotte at? Do we know? Are they counting the NXT titles? Are they not they counting? They were. The, the last time she was on. And also, where's she been? I mean, is she, is she still banged up? I mean, I mean, I know she was running around living that, you know, hashtag this blessed life. But, I mean, is, is she was she in? What's the deal with her? She was being a newlywed last I heard. And I hadn't. I think there was not some significant in. injury, right? Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. Okay, well... She was at Rick's not last match, because he's ready to come back again. Oh, don't start with To the surprise of absolutely nobody. Dude, I'm telling you right now. I saw something that scared the fuck out of me on Twitter. I haven't even talked about this on the program normally. I've been meaning to. Oh, no. There was a picture uh, right after Jarrett got 86, Jeff Jarrett, Uh WWE. It was him, Conrad, Bischoff, and I presume it was like the money man behind Conrad. I, I don't know who the fourth guy was. I think they might be making a play to buy impact. Oh boy. I, I think I think they're I think that group is making a play to buy impact. Or oh at least start their own promotion or right. something. Because there was this really aw- I'll have to find this. There was this like awful thing like, oh, big big discussions. And I, I mean, the egos in that group, I could see them thinking they could run a, a, a national promotion or something, especially because they, I guess, did pretty well with that Ric Flair deal. But certainly enough people. But God, my heart stopped when I saw that picture because I knew exactly what it might be. And God, the idea of like Eric Bischoff thinking he could fucking book a promotion in 2022 or help book a promotion is just so laughable. This is a guy who didn't even know who the man was. He was in charge of the SmackDown writing team. Kept asking the writing, who's the man again? Oh. Not, yeah, not, not about Ric Flair, but like Becky Lynch. It looks like they're working with AAA. Oh, okay. That's who they're working with? Okay. Conrad and Jeff Jarrett are, are in talks to work with AAA. Okay, that's who it, so that's who it's going to be. I, I thought it was going to be – everyone was talking that it might be Impact or something like that. So, okay, well, still, I, I think they're doing something. Yeah. So, where did you see that at? Uh, that was on. We got it in 
uh, WrestlingInc.com and okay. 411mania.com. Okay, there we go. I go with um, my standard. If you see it more than one place, you got a better chance of believing it. <laughs> All right, so I think we hit most of the WWE roster, what they could do. It's kind of funny. I don't think there's a lot of like interesting things that are going to happen between now and <laughs> WrestleMania, but when you've got a big match, like they've got lined up, I don't think that matters. You know, WWE yeah. in 2022, it is, it's so the opposite in some ways of what it was 20 years ago when they would burn through these storylines so quickly and basically set money on fire right. because they were just like, so hell, Oh, we got to do something now, something new this week, something new. And they just lose the plot. Now it just feels like, well, let's just do the bare minimum. Let's have some big matches and we'll just, you know, the under, you know, we'll have some fun matches underneath. Same guys that everybody always cheers for. People clap. This is awesome. And we'll be on our merry way. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the interesting thing is in talking to you for these last 90 minutes, Kyle, after WrestleMania and after this Roman Rock match, what do you have? I think that's something that they need to consider and they need to be, you know, getting guys ready to be in prime positions after WrestleMania because, oof, they can't just keep relying on some of these same names. If they build for the next, for four plus months on The Rock coming to WrestleMania, they have no plan for after, they're going to fall flat. Because yeah, he's, well, he's not walking away with the title. No, no. But, I mean, the thing is, it's going to get him the notoriety they want. Everyone's going to talk about it. And I don't know. I think the people that that attracts, they're not going to, like, be thinking, oh, Rock, you, you, he can't defend that title because he's not going to come back and work a full-time schedule. I think the people they're looking to attract are just like, oh, The Rock's wrestling and he yeah. can be the chin. I, I don't know. But we shall see. This was a fun exercise, Kyle. I thank you for joining me. Here today. I had a great time. Thank you for yes. inviting me. Thank you for having me on. Yes, like I said, so you should be rewarded. You watch the WWE's program. My God, you had NXT on in the background while we did this. I mean, you should be rewarded for your service uh, if you're going to do that. So uh, who better to talk this WWE roster than yourself? Um, I think the plan, and perhaps many of you will have heard that, heard this show before you hear this one. Uh, we are reviewing AEW Grand Slam. Uh, if for some reason that does not happen, then please disregard this comment. But I, I think that is the plan. Tomorrow night we will be uh, live right after. Uh, at least I think that's the plan. And then after that, we're rounding out September with Top Rope Nation Classic. And then, uh, my God, it's on to Extreme Rules. Find out who wins. Liv Morgan or Ronda Rousey. Who wins the fight pit? What a throwaway show that is. Extreme rules? Extreme rules. But they sold like 10,000 tickets already. With and it's no in point. Philly. Yeah. And so, now, was the last Philly pay-per-view, was it the one with uh, Rollins and Ziggler where they counted down during the Iron Man match? Was that Philly? Because that crowd does not take garbage booking or garbage matches. It is in Philly. Um, God, they have to have done a show in Philly since then. That was like a while ago. That was a couple years. I mean, I guess we did but. have uh, a small thing known as a global pandemic. Oh, yeah. But, God, there has to have been a show in Philly since then. But I 
I think that show, I think that was Philly, where they, where even yeah. Rollins and Ziggler in the ring were telling them to stop counting, which was hilarious. Yeah, it was. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. There probably won't be anything that memorable on Extreme yeah. Rules Total Throwaway yeah. Show, but we'll cover it for you. And then who knows what we got going the rest of October? <laughs> um, Squared Circle Gazette Radio with Liam O'Rourke. I did about four hours with him covering just one month in the WWE. Uh, March of 1992 and WrestleMania 8. I implore everyone to check that out. Free of charge. They're possibly uh, the most pivotal month in the history of this company uh, that was once known as Titan Sports, WWF. Just uh, incredible uh, set of circumstances, all those scandals breaking, uh, overshadowing the biggest show of the year. All right, I think we're done. Anything else you'd like to say to the people, Kyle? Thanks for sticking around this long. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, man. All right, he's Kyle Ryan. I'm Kyle Ross. This is Top Rope Nation Extra. Peace. Have a good night.